podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. I'm Gav and with me I have the usual lads, the A-team, Keith, Shawnee and Grizz. Grizz is losing his hair and as a result he keeps putting a hood above or over. Um, don't know why, I think it's because he's losing his hair. He has a right to reply though. Um, I started yeah. losing my hair when I was 12, Gav. So that's not, that's not, that's not the reason, Kev. Yeah. Don't make yeah. me go into jokes about you when you were um, 12. Um, it doesn't end well. Um, but of course, listen, this show... Um, plenty, of, plenty of hair. Yeah, far back. It's I don't know why up. you just keep covering up. It's just um, all over the place. Uh, must be just witness protection. Not the yeah, word. I, love that, I haven't had time to do a lot You know, I haven't had time to do it all up like Shawnee. You know, Shawnee like... Fucking spends half an hour. Shawnee before gets out of bed and looks like that. No, you he mad. does. Um, he does. He's always late. <laughs> Riz, I haven't even got jo- I haven't even got jocks on. That tells yeah. you I won't prepare. Yeah. Right yeah. No, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Well, I'm he's not just naturally fantastic. Family show. Family show. I'm not um, <laughs> but look, there's loads to get through tonight. Um, there's a couple little bits on transfers. Um, want to talk to you about our sponsors. Um, an upcoming, I suppose, um, money raising. Um scheme we're, we're looking for not for us it's 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 a charity thing and you'll know about it already but we'll remind you of it later and um, we want, want to talk about of course the fa cup friday night and the draw coming up and um, we want to talk about uh, michael oliver and his admissions about var and um yeah there's, there's loads to start loads to get through but first of all i'm going to go and i'm going to talk about marine football club that today we're expectedly you know they were beaten um as expected beaten by tottenham in the cup but shawnee this was a great story, wasn't it? Because they get a great draw, they get through, they get a great draw, um, the lockdown comes, they can't have anyone in the ground. They're looking to set, to maybe re- sell six or seven hundred virtual tickets, the tops 20,000 virtual tickets. You've sponsors flying in all over the place. It was a brilliant story, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose like the FA Cup has lost its touch for many uh, in recent times. But when you see stuff like this, this is what it's all about. It means a lot to sides from even as low as League Two, even if they can get a big draw, it's huge financially for those clubs. But it's just a shame that that ground wasn't full today and roaring with Marine hopefuls, you know what I mean? Who um, will probably, let's be honest, will probably never see anything like that again at the ground. Now, I've seen there was a lot of people hanging around outside the ground and that, but and they done well with the virtual tickets. But um, it's just a shame 
uh, for a club in a time like that, but it's brilliant to see. Um, it, it's a bit mad when you see the camera in the home dressing room and all the way. Be, match of the day normally do at BBC when they're showing the game live. It's cool. Like it's you could see it in the players' faces, and you could see some of the Tottenham lads walking out, going, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know <laughs> what I mean? Like do I show at the show that way? Who's ever whoever ever? And you could see the lads from Marine kind of looking up, going, "Holy shit!" And it look. Although we played a Premier League outfit the other night, it was very much the same for those Villa lads, yeah. uh, eighteen-year-olds. Uh, a massive opportunity for for some of them. But it's good to see uh, the magic of the cup. It's probably the only magic part of the FA Cup now is when you see a minnow sneaking into the third round like that and getting a big boy. But yeah, it, it was good. Well, I think I think the money they've earned will do them last them a long time because they got their TV rights. But you know, like you said, with no one in the ground, and it still is a pity because you want whatever that can hold to be full and people raucous and stuff like that. And it mightn't have made a difference to the to to the result, but it would have been a case of a couple of thousand people saying, "I was there," you know, when Marine played in the third round against Spurs. Keith, it is so important for these small clubs, isn't it? Because like, if you add up. I think they sold 20,000. You're looking at 200,000. 30,697. 30, okay, so, so at least 300,000 pa- £300, pounds there for them and probably somewhere close to that maybe in, in TV money. It's absolutely massive for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's good to see. It's been, um, we talked about, Sean, you were talking about the magic of the cup there and, you know, there's been a few stories and he's dead right. The, the Aston Villa Young Fliss Garden against us, right? We came out on the right side of that. We spoke about with you on night, you know, but it was a great moment to see that young lad score. And the, the joy on all those lads' faces when he scored that was, was brilliant to see. And then we had um, Crawley beating um, Leeds today, mm. 3 0, bleeding Mark Wright out of Tell and all and getting a game for them. And then you know, you what was going on there? With, yeah, then you follow it up with um, Spurs hopping off Marine, but. Marine made the money spores as well, did you see, because of the big blade and hoo-ha about Liverpool players swapping shorts with the Villa lads. Mm-hmm. Spores brought a full set of non-match-worn shorts. Ah, that's nice. To give that was them. a nice so touch. They gave yeah. them all the short of the player they wanted. Do you know what I mean? I know it's not the match-worn one, but with the, the big deal that was made out of, uh, you know, Air lads giving the Villa players it was a good gesture by Spurs. So Spurs came out very well out of that. I think that's the sort of thing. I know I'd say Mourinho was at the forefront of that because he's a bastard and he's a snide, but he's very good for that sort of side of it. I'd say Mourinho drove a lot of that mm. um with what Spurs were doing to make sure that those lads got as much out of that game as they possibly could. Because you're right, they lose out on the match day sort of revenue. But thirty thousand, I mean that's phenomenal what they're after doing. I I loved I loved the the fact that did you guys not see the gardens on the side of the pitch yeah. the back yeah, gardens of oh, the houses sorry the know, housing sorry. yeah that was amazing I thought yeah. that was it took me back to my El Nino days I'm not lying I'm not joking <laughs> um, I thought is I thought is wonderful for the club and it's a as Shawnee says a massive shame massive shame that they couldn't get fans in there because that is. Also, the 16-year-old kid who jumps on for Spurs. What a story that is, you know. Did you see the size of him and like the, the glee on his face when he came on? So, yeah, look, I agree with all you guys about the FA Cup and the magic and the romance of it sort of diminishing season upon season. But maybe, you know, maybe in a, in a, in a weird way, maybe with all what we've talked about, even including our game against Villa, maybe it's coming back. You know, you never know, you know. The one Maybe. 
Well, yeah, it's a one-off. Yeah, probably. It, it, it all depends. Right. It mightn't be a one-off. You know, if Crawley get a massive, massive yeah. um, fixture in the next round, they got a big one. Oh, in, they, in got they got City. Did they? Oh, yeah, already, yeah, already yeah, booked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, no, yeah. If, they, if they get a big one at home, you know, you'd like to think that people around football will do the same. Like, um, JJ says there, Gav Sports fans bought thousands of tickets for that Marine game. Yeah. And um, respect Definitely. to them. Absolutely. Matt Hayes from the Tottenham blog with a super chat. He says, we finally found a team from Liverpool we could be. Uh, good point. Um, <laughs> but listen, it, it was, it was, uh, Brian Murphy says, top marks to Carragher and, and his foundation for stepping up with the sponsorship. Of course, Marine were let down by a sponsor to the value, I think, of £20,000 because the game went into lockdown to be known at the ground. So, um, I think they stood in and they sponsored dugouts and, and all sorts of stuff. But it was absolutely, um, it was absolutely brilliant. City will get Charlie at home, says Chris Brack. Um, I can't tell you, Newport are one all with Brighton in, in extra time at the moment. Newport equals so the few, fifth minute yeah. injury time. Yeah, there's a few in there. Um, Blackpool as well be West Brom. Yeah. So you know, I, the only team in West Brom could be is fucking us. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no. Listen, it was it was an absolutely brilliant story, and and I, we just wanted to we just wanted to say something about it at the start of the podcast because, like, you do see all these big teams going for you know you forget you can forget this stuff by the end of the season, but that today I think showed like a team that were really relying on this cup tie, and everyone kind of rallied around and made the the only the only difference that that they could have had was was people in the ground. So, in yeah. fairness, um. It was. I just was, checked that Newport one there, Gav. Ninety-six minute equal. Yeah, that Newport six minutes. Of, six minutes of injuries behind the Newport against Brighton. Brilliant. That's the sort of more thing magic. You, more magic. you, need, you need to realize, like we're we're lucky in the sense that we support the side like Liverpool. There's yeah. lads who travel country far and wide in in normal times, supporting Sally Hall Moors or someone like yeah. Forest Green. They go country wide up and down with them. So. Like football means different things to many people, exactly. and a lot of these things, like com- football, is very much a community thing from grassroots level up. Now, that's kind of gone now from Premier League yeah, the elite side towards that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you get to the elite side, but it's great to see that that side of the game is still very much alive. You know what I mean? Like there's there's people there at that club who. <laughs> can tell their grandkids about that. There's lads who lined out today against sports who can tell their grandkids around that. And look, we all love football for the romance of football. It's That's what it's always been about, the thrill and the agony. And we feel like the game is probably being over-policed and fair and stuff coming in and the money getting thrown about in the talks of European Super League. So it's quite refreshing to see stuff like that every now and again. And a credit to BBC because they always make a good stab uh, given the 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 minnow the flowers like whether it's on football focus or the build up on match of the day it was great to see yeah it was it was absolutely brilliant to see um I need to put someone in charge of likes here this evening I'm not doing it to gr- letting Grizz be in charge because he just shouts at people and I don't think that's the right um, attitude to have but if you want to be in charge of the likes in the chat let me know please hit the like button subscribe you know all the usual stuff and um, the super chats flying in as well if you want to do that that's absolutely fine as well um, that's completely up to you Stephen Summer with a super chat says thoughts on Genie wanting to win the FA Cup he was asked about it uh, Stephen um, I think that's just the case of he's not going to come out and say he doesn't want to win it <laughs> you know I'd be I'd be I'd be um, I'd be upset if Genie came out and went, um, I hope we lose the next round, you know, but yeah. I suppose, you, I, I said this the other night when we were talking to Joe and Chris, you know, 
all right, you're in the fourth round and you could kind of go, oh, we can kind of knock this in the head. If you win another game or two, it's yeah. quarter final time and then it gets serious, you know. Exactly. Um, so we'd have to wait and see who we get in the fourth round and what approach we bring to it. Um, well, before we move off the FA Cup, Gav, yeah. sorry for jumping in, like, what, is it frustrating? Does anyone else think it's frustrating when you see like Watford, for example, and not just Watford, loads of teams do this, playing weakened teams when they go in to the FA Cup, you know, you, not that you can understand Man U, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea making changes because they have the squads and all that. But when you see smaller teams doing it, and even the likes of Everton, you know what I mean? They haven't won a trophy since, we know, 1995. You know, should more teams be going hell for leather for these cups? Or is it becoming a fashionable thing that, you know, not just Premier League, championship teams and all sort of rest a lot of players for it? Like, I, I is it really it, becoming it, it, a it, it, League it, 1, League 2? See, the thing is... It depends where you are when it comes around. Like, mm. if you're the championship side and you're middle of the table, now the championship's a bit mad because you could be 15 it, points yeah. off the More playoffs and then, you know, 10 games later, you're, you could be in the automatic spots. It's yeah. mental. But I think the championship sides do look at it. If you're up the top end, they're looking going, we have to make them playoffs or nail that automatic spot because the money is absolutely massive. For Premier League sides, there's probably a couple in the middle that go, yeah, have a good go. But they don't want to be dragged in to a relegation scrap because of what they're trying to do in the FA Cup and likewise if you look from 10th up in the Premier League they all think they will all think they have a chance of, of European football in some sort of way so that's what kind of that's what kind of throws her I think a little bit there's very few well, clubs out there that could be in a position in January to go we're not going down we're not going to make Europe let's make the FA Cup a go I think yeah. a big part of it is lads is just how what's the word I'm looking for how fickle even the boards of football teams have become now yeah. where these clubs in the championship can't really risk the big players because if they end up going on a bad run in the championship, mm-hmm. you're gone. If you're a manager in the championship now and you four or five without a win, you get the bullet. Like it's as simple as that. The game is more cutthroat now than it ever was. Like and the thing is the championship, like you said, Keith, another big part of that is the championship clubs are getting more money now than they ever did. So a big yeah. big FA Cup toy is not making much of a difference to them. It's not paying yeah. the bills. It's not keeping the light on. So if you look at League 1 and League 2, it might make a difference to them. So that's that's for me where it comes into with it's the, the championship. Down, um, yeah, yeah. The, the cash is starting to roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's getting to a stage now where the championship teams could probably do without the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. And like yeah. you said, and that's the flip side of it, Gav. Like you said, if you're within 15 points of a playoff spot come around the second half of the season, every single team in the championship will fancy themselves making a run on it. So they don't take risks anywhere else. So And the championship is mad in the, because the championships is nearly two games a week yeah. um, on a, in a regular season. So what, that's what people don't realise. We don't realise that the championship does midweek games on all the time with them and even more so now they just don't take the chance. And it does make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, plus battery gives five pounds to um as a donation to the Keen Strong Keen hashtag Keen Strong um appeal. So thanks a million for that. We'll we'll take a note of that for you. Newport versus Brighton has just gone to penalty, so I'm sure somebody will um keep us up to uh, date on that one. Um, moving on, um I want to talk about Alaba because you know there was a. There was, a, Chris, I come to you first. There was a little bit about this last week. It was in the papers that, you know, Liverpool had 
we're looking at Alaba as a on a possible pre-contract for the summer. Of course, his contract is up in Boy, at Bayern Munich. He's toned down an offer from them, from what I believe. And Liverpool are seem to be heavily uh, interested. Real Madrid, of course, seem to be the likely destination. I know, Sean, you were saying about um, you know Real Madrid being heavy on on, on David Alaba, but Grizz, this has come back up again. Um, where do we stand on this? Because I think what a fucking signing if you do that. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It it kind of makes, to me, it kind of makes sense if we're not going to give Ginny what he wants. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, and that's the rationale I'm using um, to make it make sense. It does. Um, and the fact that there's no fee involved, um, you know, and the fact that he's an amazing player in two, three positions. Yeah. So it points to, it points to Liverpool being interested Um I think it's gone beyond interest now. I think um, I tweeted today that, you know, it's very serious now and, and I, I th- we've made an, an actual offer for him. But look, it's, it's, it's very, it reminds me very much of the Thiago scenario, but in terms of where Thiago wanted Liverpool, it seems as like um, Alaba wants Madrid. So they're both free transfers. They both refused uh, what Bayern have thrown at them and Bayern have thrown everything at them because you don't want to be losing Alaba from that squad because Alaba's like yeah, I don't know how to sort of um, compare him to anyone in the in the Liverpool squad but he's he's amazing at centre-back sorry he's very good he, you know he's unbelievable in two or three positions and he's so valuable um, and he'd fit us like a glove honestly Gav this, this, this kid could just and I don't want to say anything that will pe- that jump that that will people who start jumping on me and about disrespecting Ginny. Ginny's fantastic. Ginny's done an amazing, truly remarkable job in the last four years, five years, however long he's been here. And 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 we will never forget Ginny Wijnaldum. Absolutely, never ever forget him. Mm. But Alex Ferguson and United knew exactly when to make the change or make the transition or make, you know, let people go at the right time. And I'm not saying this is the right time. I'm, I'm suggesting it could be, um, you know, and, and we've got it. And, and, and if so, then the able deputy in my eyes, in my opinion, at the moment would be Alaba, who would be the perfect fit. But again, I think Tiago will have to have a word with him to sort of kind of persuade him and tell him what life's like at Liverpool and how big we really are. And I don't know what Sean was telling me beforehand about the, the finances at Madrid aren't pretty, you know. They're in a so, bad way. They're in so a very bad way. From what I've been told, we've offered him nine million a year, which, according to my maths, quick maths, is about one seventy k a week. Um, and he's asking two fifty, but they always ask two fifty. His agent and him have sort of said thirteen million. So we've offered uh, one seventy k a week which kind of makes sense, guys. If he's going to be a free transfer, a four-year contract, give him 170k a week, that works out to be like probably in the region of about 30, 32 million pound. Now, if you told me Alaba's available in the market for 32, 35 million pound, fucking snap your hands off. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those, but we are very serious about him. 
a couple of weeks ago there was rumors and all over Twitter, and I thought, yeah, that makes sense. But today I found out that we are actually very interested in and made an offer. Okay. James People Smith. in the chat are asking the bell. Sorry, Gav, we keep cutting across you. Apologies. People well, in the chat are saying when this lockdown is well, over. That's it. Um, people in the chat are saying, you know, why would you pay Alaba and not give the money to Genie? Okay, it's it's a strange one. They're the same age and all that, but you know, Genie. It's probably not that they're not giving Genie the money. Genie probably just wants a new challenge, and if he wants to go, Genie goes with you know best wishes, a pat on the back. Alaba comes in. Genie has a lot of miles in his legs as well. He has a lot of clop miles in his legs. Very important. That I think people don't. There's a blatant premium from airside on that as well. So it could be a case that they're going to bring in a player these, that's the same age. Oh, he's a machine. All on, that, but these lads are all on a meter. Like, yeah. they will know exactly how much gas is in the tank where every single one of these sport. lads. Yeah. The sport. sport scientists, top of their game. They know exactly the thresholds that these lads can go through. Absolutely. And it's going to be massive to this squad going forward. Like Grace said, just knowing the right time when to when to stick and when to move. Now I'd love Genie to stay, but if you're telling me Genie goes and Alaba comes in, covers three or four different positions in the summer. Yeah. Jesus, you'd be laughing. But like the thing is, a lot of these players want to go to Madrid these days, but Madrid aren't in good nick at all. Uh following a lot what's going on in Spain. Spain has been yeah. the worst affected country of coronavirus. Yeah. Bar them all. It's a country that never never really recovered from the last recession. And you need to realise that the Galactica era is sort of over. Bar the hazard coming in, but they had a lot of money coming in from other ways. Um, and that's and Madrid, and, 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 and Madrid are in the process of building a billion euro stadium. So, wow. Yeah. I didn't, like I didn't know. I totally slipped my mind. Absolutely yeah. slipped my mind. So they are in, like, they're already letting players, for years and years, Madrid would be happy for players like Isco and the likes to stick around, but they're, they're moving these players on now. They're saying Asensio might go, Isco might go. They're get that to give a Modric a big contract. They're telling Ramos, who is probably, arguably, bar Ronaldo, the most influential player who's played for the club in the last 10 years, they're telling them that they can't actually afford to do this thing that they do every year with them where they just keep giving them more money. It's got wow. to stop. So, Madrid are in a bad way. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't want to go on FSG's back, but I'm just not sure that our owners are going to go splashing the way everybody thinks that they will because there's very little to suggest that they will because, yeah, looking at Alaba in the summer, I don't care about fucking Alaba in the summer. I'm, I'm looking at a situation now and we need someone now and there's no real rush to get it done. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... When, when it, when it should, when there should be. Now, you know me, lads, I'm sort of rational when it comes to these transfer things and I understand that it can take time and you don't want to get rolled, but yeah. we're desperately in need of a body here and there doesn't seem to be any rushing getting anything done. No, there doesn't. And all, all the talk is we don't want to spend this much because something, I'm hearing there's a big summer coming for the last two or three years. Now, obviously, Corona came and fucked everything up, but I don't know it. If Alaba's coming this window, that's fucking great. But I'd, I'm not interested in what's going on in the summer because there's still a league title here to be won. It's really, really winnable. There's, there's a chance for it to win multiple trophies this season if we just get the business done now. 
Yeah, James Smith um, gives us ten euro for Keen. I hope that helps. It does. Every single penny helps. Um, I am taking a note of these. If you put in a super chat as a standard super chat, that's absolutely fine to support the channel. If you put in a super chat and let us know it's for Keen, that's absolutely fine, and I will take a note of it and make that donation on your behalf. Um, let me see. Uh, Gavin Walsh, um, just on Alaba, he says, I hope Alaba isn't our centre-back option for the summer. He believes there's better options out there. Jono says, um, and a couple of people have mentioned this, Chelsea in for Haaland and Upa Meccano. Apparently, Roman really has found his love for Chelsea again. Um, there's loads coming in there with regards to... Um, uh, with regards to Alaba and how people feel about it. I'm with you, Shawnee, and I'm, I'm going to get to Keaton Grizz and I'm going to ask him the same question, but I'm with you. I think Alaba in the summer is good business, even at somewhere if it was 9 or 10 or 11 million a year um, on a three-year deal or whatever it might be, I think it's good business because he is versatile. He can play centre-back, he can play left-back. You've seen, I've seen him play as a 10. Um, he, I've seen him play as a 10 against yeah. Ireland and he was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he was fucking out of this world. Um, but, you know, I'm with Shani on this. I think when you're looking... Liverpool have taken risks in the transfer window over the last couple of years and I think this might be one just one risk too far um, because we know why two young centre-halves our, our main two are out Fabinho was there we're relying on him being fit of course Matip and the fitness stuff I think it's a big ask for Liverpool to A, win a title or or B, a Champions League or both without making a signing in this window. And I'm not into all this work, a, a, a big window in the summer. That That's not my interest. Although if you told me it's a big window and Alibet is the start of it, that's absolutely fine. But you want to be, I'd like to be going into this summer on the back of another successful season where we've, we've, we've made a dent in January and we're, instead of bedding, Four in the, in summer, we're betting two or three because we've made something in January and we've improved ourselves. Keith, Alibi, fine, great, um, you know, good player. But are you still of the, of you still have the opinion that, why well, just do something in January, even if it means missing a lot, Alibi, go for someone else that you can get in January and, and, and miss him. Would you be all right with that? Uh, oh, look, I think. January, if it was me, I think they need even a loan. Just get a body in to do them to cover for the season. That you know, if they don't want to spend to have an impact on what they're going to do in the summer, and if they can get Alibi, I think Alibi would be the genie replacement. I don't even think they'd look at him as a centre back. I think he'd be a jack of all trades. To be honest, would, I think they'd yeah. plug him in everywhere. But I just think it's a it's a strange one. I agree with what the lads Shawnee and Gav have said. I can't see a huge sort of we don't do big yield rebuilds. We do, well, we don't really do much. There were bits and pieces here and there, but with the, the talk of FSG being worried about finances, I can't see a big, you know, 300, 400 million splurge in the summer to bring in all these players that were supposedly linked with. So I don't know, um, you know, I don't know if Alibi is the right move unless they've changed their tack and unless they are saying, you give a you give Alibi the money. If you get Alibi, as Grace says, if they can get Alibi for one seventy a week, right? And that's what Genie wanted. And they're basically saying we can get a player who can play four or five positions for the same wage. For the same wage. And that's probably what they're thinking. I don't know. I've heard you say same age a couple of times know, now. You know, know. could be a year younger, but I think they're Alibi's sort of 28, Keith. No, yeah, Keith, 28, 29. I pulled him up on that grid for fuck's sake. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't let it go. Oh, so, no, catch him up. No, but you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's Alibi's last. I think last it makes a difference. I think, 
I don't think so, Keith. This is where I don't think so. Because I think ah. 28, because I think 28 is absolute peak. We've just had two, three seasons of some of the best players in the world at their peak, and they've all and it was all 28, 27, yeah. So Alaba's 28, whereas Genie's oh, no. gonna be 31. Next well, I think we, we can no. throw this FSG model thing, age model out the window now yeah. that we brought in a Tiago. So we'll go oh, we discussed that, didn't we? Yeah. We discussed that yeah, in yeah. somewhere where we changed now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, if you when we were first linked with Tiago, I was thinking, oh, fucking, I don't think we'll go for that. But when I see this link to Alaba, I'm thinking, Jesus, why not? It's literally yeah. another another situation where a player who's played at the highest level for the majority of his yeah. career, four or five years. Now, he's available with, with, with gas in the tank. Yeah. You'd be and, mad. And not, he's you'd be mad. He's yeah, you'd be, by all accounts. Yeah, you'd be mad not to be in the hat for these players. Like, this is this is what this is what Champions League football is all about. This is all about when we brought Klopp in, you want to be in the Champions League. This is the whole reason yeah. to, to be attracting these type of players, not to be just winning trophies, but to be at the top table for the biggest talents to come in and to nurture them. Now, we've what we, we've had, we have a brilliant, um, we have a brilliant reputation of making good players great. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we don't need to do that with Thiago, and we don't need to do that with Alaba. These are ready-made world-class stars, ready to go into the team. Yeah. And the more of them we have, the better chance we have of winning trophies and keep going on. But it's going to come down to the, the financial situation because, look, what, nobody likes to hear it, but we're still living in a bleeding world ravaged with COVID, and exactly. it just seems to be. It just seems to be the rumor that Liverpool have loads of money. We've seen absolutely nothing to back it up yet, because even the financials are showing. Yeah, we're doing well, but we're not quite there yet. I think. I think the financials on on the Thiago deal and the Jota deal shows that <clears throat> you may have money, but they're being a lot more careful with that. And that's not just Liverpool; that's everybody. They're all looking for. Even if you, even at the other end of the scale, if you look at United and Sancho, United wanted to pay eighty million up front, which is a massive amount of money. But they couldn't go to the 100. They couldn't go to that 108 million or whatever it was, pounds, because it was just too much of a stretch for them. And they tried to, you know, do it in installments and Dortmund said no. So I think you see a lot of clubs will go in and go 10 million up front and we owe you 20 million down the line or whatever. And that's just common sense in, in this market. You know, <clears throat> people will have a go at FSG because why aren't they spending this? Why aren't they spending that? But if you watch the deals that go through and if you, if like, you know, if Spurs do a deal and you go and listen to Matt on the Tottenham blog, I'm sure he'll be, he'll look into that a lot more and he'll be able to say to you, well, you remember Liverpool paid five million up front for Thiago. We done the exact same with player A, B or C. Um, if you go, if you go Arsenal, Lee Gunner will be able to tell you the same. Whereas we just see teams 50 million, you go, they spent 50. Well, they didn't. Yeah. They spent 10, you know, and Arsenal are taking out loans now exactly. to cover because of the stuff. Yeah, and and, 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 but the Arsenal. Football has always been that way, Gav. Very, yeah, very yeah, few transfers uh, are paid up front. I get, I get that, but the, the loan they took out, Shawnee, for me was a bit strange because if you look at their owner and the amount of money their owner has, why did, wasn't the loan taken out with him? An interest free loan to cover them. They're taking it out on Arsenal's back, um, from a bank. It's, it's a bit, now maybe too much is make, made of it because it's done all the time, but, or, like Liverpool build a new stand, the loan comes from the owners. You know that kind of way. It's it's just these things yeah, are happening. Are they not, are they not making? Uh, are they not just abusing the loophole and using a government scheme? Because this is a government scheme where they're taking the money from. Yeah, it, it might be. It might be, but, yeah, it might be. But but at Always the end of the day, the like, 
yeah, Spurs, and I know Arsenal have, but I'd be looking at them going, why isn't why isn't Arsenal owners turn around going, listen, away from Arsenal, I they have all these other assets. We'll put a hundred million up as a loan to this this part of our franchise, I suppose. There you go, Gab, you hit an nail on the head. That's a decision that was made in Tampa Bay. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. That, yeah. That's that's the same. That was a decision that was made in LA by American businessmen. They don't look at football the way that we do. Mm. Like Stan Kroenke doesn't have the same interest as your man DT from Arsenal Fan TV or any of them boys or yeah. the, the regular Joe Shope who's turning up to the Emirates. Mm. It's the same way the Glazers. They probably don't even know who fucking United are playing most weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just business to them. Now, and, and when the ledger books come in, they look at the two the two columns on the bottle, and if it's healthy, that's all they give a fuck about. Yeah. So, um, Ram is Khalil uh, with a super chat he says I completely agree with Sean I don't understand the club's apathy in a season where we are arguably a centre back away from multiple trophies well, it's, uh, it's not even that for me it's it's you're going to need to make this change in the summer I believe but it's being pushed it's being pushed upon you now that you need to do it now because what you think is going to happen in the summer i.e. Matt is not reliable enough let's change it it's happening now Let's do it now. Let's get this player six yeah, months they down can't, the, line. The, the, the issue, yeah, but the issue is, Gav, and I think it's quite clear that the issue is that the, the targets that you're saying that bring forward, they can't. They, the clubs won't release them. It's a two-way thing, Gav. The oh, clubs I have to want to I release them. That. I completely so understand what we that, have to do now. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchanged for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit propanetaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. But but what I will say, before people say oh, I'm back in FSG here, what I will say is there's absolutely no way we can't be creative or have scouts that are scouting for us. And we've, we've you know arguably got some of the best scouting system around Europe that we can't find a centre-back that not only fits our profile, but our, our, our wage structure and our price range. I will say that. I agree with that. But to get the targets from from uh, from summer to bring forward, that's not easy, and it's just not going to happen at the moment. Okay, um, I I don't I don't know. We'll have to wait and see at the end of January. We're going to have to wait and see, and um, it could be a case where they wanted something and it couldn't happen, like you were saying, Grace. Or it could be a case where they went, "No, we got what we have," and we, we, only the end of the season will tell us if that decision is right or wrong. Um, Alibi apparently is 29 in June. Um, a lot of people are saying that they don't see it happen with Alibi. Um, it looks, he wants, uh, A, he wants too much money that Liverpool wouldn't be willing to pay at that age. We're, but we've seen the Thiago stuff. And yeah. the other thing is, is that somebody, I think it might have been John o, I, if it wasn't, I apologise. He says that talk from Alibi is that he, he wants to be a centre-back. He doesn't want to be a left-back or a midfielder anymore. He wants to be a centre-back. No, I don't know how true. I, I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't know how true that I, is. But. I thought his issue with Bayern is that he wanted to play centre mid. Yeah, right. Absolutely is. I could have got that wrong. I could, you know, and I apologise if if I've misquoted the person in the quote. It, but it seems to be what I'm trying to get to is that the talk of him being a utility man and being able to go here, there, and everywhere might be off the mark because he might be just want to be a centre back or a yeah, centre midfielder. Once you get him in the door, then he gets the oh yeah, centre mid, centre mid next week. Right, David. We need you at left full, get in there for six weeks. Andy Robbo picks up a knock, he'll be playing there. It's like James Milner wanted to be a centre mid as well, and then he just got put where he got put. 
the thing with Alaba and something Sean before we move on from Alaba sorry for going back to this like Sean he touched on the Madrid the state of thing in Madrid Alaba and his outfit have been saying for years that he wants to go to Madrid or Barcelona Barcelona Madrid Madrid Barcelona as Sean he touched on there it's a different landscape over there now it's a different landscape everywhere but especially in Spain then big Spanish clubs cannot do the the coin the figures when you look at what the deals Barca are trying to do where they're trying to get Genie they're not going to get Genie and give Genie 250 grand a week. They're not going to give Memphis the point 250 grand a week. They haven't to be clever with the deals that they're trying to pursue as well. So the, the Spanish teams aren't going to, to, to throw money, too much money at it, I don't think, as well. So I think Liverpool are in with a good chance of getting David Alaba. I don't think they've any chance of getting him in January, but I think we do have a chance of getting it done for the summer. And I think it would be with the eye that, are the people are pulling me up about the genie when that nice one Grizz about the genie and Alaba age thing, but they're in the same um part of their career as me sort of point. Yeah, correct. In that they're reaching their thirties and their last big sort of elite status contract want of a better word. And I think you get I think you get Alaba for less to come to Liverpool than what you'd look for to go to Madrid. It's my own take on it. I think well, on a foot- want to play for a manager my sway. In a footballing sense, in a footballing sense, you may be right, but you know, you're saying they're in the same stage of their career. We've spoken about Genie getting one last big contract somewhere on a different challenge. David Alaba's going to look at the exact same. I don't know what he's on at Bayern Munich, but I think I disagree with you slightly. I think if Real Madrid come along and offer David Alaba 250 grand a week, I don't think he turns them down for Liverpool at 170 because it probably is the last mega contract. Oh, yeah. You know, um, a, a three or four years brings him to 32 and, you know, he can go back to Austria and, and play for whatever he wants to do. But so we get Man City coming in and offering 300 grand a week as well. You could do. You could do. I, 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 for 350. You know, that well, would like exactly. And I, I'd, I'd, find, I'd find it very hard to believe that um, only Liverpool and Real Madrid are making contact with David Alaba as we speak. Liam Cotter um, with a super chat of 21.99 random number like it he said hi lads 10 euro for the channel and the rest for Keane if that's okay that's absolutely okay just think if there was a centre back coming in this window it would have happened already dreading the inevitable Matip injury on February the 3rd hope I'm wrong um, yeah I know where you're coming from uh, Pat Panacer of course uh, reminds me and Keith of all the, the yeah. great songs from the great Pat Benatar. Uh, just a little support to the channel, ten pounds. Um, absolutely love the channel. Keep up the great contact, Pat. You're an, Pat. Cheers. You're an absolute. Uh, I don't know where a Pat's a man or a woman because Pat is, yeah. you know. Um, but you're you're a Pat's a legend. Does a man yeah. just a legend? Yeah, I I didn't know. You know, you know. I don't know where Shungo, to go with that. Sean goes, Pat's a legend. Doesn't matter what he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't Decision know. I don't know what he, she, they, them, or the pronouns are, so I just went with the one that... You have to play the percentages. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could identify as a fucking green wheelie bin for all we yes. know. You know so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there is a few of them out there. Um, but uh, someone says, Stephen Max says it's tax reasons with the 2199. That's great. Um, absolutely. If you're, if you're on, if you're on um, a power with the tax, you're absolutely flying. But look, um, we, I'm sure more will come of Alaba and we have, we have got a... Um, a transfer show coming up during the week at some stage. Jeez, the week is getting packed at this stage because I know Grizz is looking for a carnage to get to get going on Wednesday night, I think, um, with a special Manchester United guest. We have got a midweek fix to try fit in. So, and we have a new show coming on Thursday, which we'll talk about a little bit Ooh. later. Um, it does loads happen. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Shawnee, you said to me today and to others in a WhatsApp group, you said, lads, I've just seen Michael Oliver. 
um, give us reasons behind uh, the whole VAR and VVD stuff. Now, we're not going to spend too long on this because I get overly upset and drink too many cans. But, Shani, same. Shani, what did you, um, what did you make of this? Because your original, your original thing was our players weren't given out enough. That's, that's why it happened. Do you still feel that way? Yeah. Well, it's, look, they should pull it. They, they should see that. Um, uh, can I just start on the whole thing as a whole regarding Michael Oliver? I'm shocked that this is even a thing that they mm-hmm. came out and said, mm-hmm. oh, look. It was sort of a fucking half-handed apology and then they, they flipped the script at the end. But the fact that they sent Oliver is even more. It just shows how how touch that these are. That they, they they send literally, apparently, so their best man out to say, oh, look, this is what it is. It's a fucking shit show, Gav. And I hate going back to it because a part of me is a football fan fucking kind of died that day I've never really I, fe- I haven't felt the same since uh, for a number of reasons it was just the way it came out but yeah it, I think that we've come this far by being a lovely team being well I think we're top of the fair play and all but you need to realise that the scope has changed now everyone wants to beat us so you have to become a bit more like a bastard you have to do that to maintain success it, it, it's just part and parcel you need to grow thick skin you need to get another suit of armour you need to be dirty when you need to be dirty you got to, that's one thing I noticed from being at games at Anfield Virgil never ever ever leaves the officials alone he's always roaring he's always the one roaring and Hendo very much the same but all about to come out and say well we didn't really hear any protests from their players so we didn't think that we got much wrong we'll just go to show you how fucking out of touch they are because uh, without going overboard, it's a horror challenge. Um, if you've done it to someone on the street, you yeah. probably get time in prison if you attack someone like that. Now, I'm not going to say if it, it happens outside the box, you get sent off. Yeah, and if it happens outside the football ground, you get locked up. If the keeper comes out and does that outside the box, he gets sent off. Yeah, so N- nothing about spreading um, himself or it's mental. Enough. I I just find it's it's I I don't know. Who's I don't who who looks at the PGMOL? Is it that looks yeah. after them? Yeah. I don't know whose decision it was in them for it to say, look, you know what we'll do? We'll go to the papers and we'll talk about the fucking game from October and where you made a mistake. I have, a feeling, be, the, I have a feeling uh, the papers this, approached. But, Gavin, it's this idea that they're having it's some sort Gavin. of... Gavin, sorry. <laughs> that it, it's this uh, idea now that, oh, look, we actually are accountable. Man, they're fucking not at all. If you want to be accountable, you should be pulled directly after a game. Yeah, it's then like admitting to a murder on your deathbed, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but then turn around saying, "Ah, oh, well, it was his fault." Yeah. Like it, it was fucking ridiculous. It's, I can't. I'm even more enraged at a situation that I didn't think I could possibly become more enraged about. Well, you see, the, the thing for me is, and and I'm sure Keaton Grace have an opinion on it as well. But the thing for me about it is, is I read that today, and I, I get your point of view, Sean. You know, we weren't, we should have been all over him and stuff like that. But my my overriding thing about this was, is that when you read it, he's basically showing you the flaws. He's showing you how oh, yeah. the processes don't work. And he's trying to pass blame. He's trying to pass blame to Liverpool players because Liverpool players didn't ref the game from. Mm-hmm. Now, if Liverpool players surrounded that referee and went absolutely berserk, you could be guaranteed a couple of them be booked. You could guarantee that afterwards they could have been, they could have been got fines. Liverpool could have got a fine for not keeping their players under control because that happens. If you surround the referee in numbers, you can be, you know, fined after the event and stuff like that. 
But when reading that today, I thought the, the big thing that came over for me was the the flag is delayed and he says, I'm given a penalty if that's not offside. Right? So why did you give him and a then, penalty? And then, and then, yeah. and then, then they go and they go, it takes a minute. David Q takes a minute to look at this and then says he's offside. And Michael Oliver immediately forgets about the incident in the box. And what compounds it, and I, I said it at the time, what compounds it for me is that on the 90th minute, he gives a free kick to Liverpool and Richarlison goes in on a tackle after the whistle and fouls fucking Thiago in half, right? And he sends him off for that. Now, people will say, oh, but it happened right in front of him, Gav. It was so obvious. Yeah, that's correct. But if it's not so obvious, that's where he has all this technology and people around exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. And that is, that. and I said it at the time, and people said to me, no, 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 that was, uh, that is the exact same situation twice. And in one situation, they disregarded because they had a decision beforehand. And in the second one, they had a decision beforehand and they still went and red carded Richarlison. He is giving a penalty until that flag is confirmed as offside. All right. And even if he should have restarted that game with an offside and Jordan Pickford not on the pitch. That's exactly what he should have done. And for him to turn around, in my opinion, for him to turn around in the papers or on Sky or wherever he done the interview and say... Oh, well, I was given the penalty. And then just that disappears. And to turn around and have the gall to fucking say, well, nobody really asked me about it. Well, we're not fucking here to ask you about it, Michael. You're here to make the fucking decision. And if you can't, all these other people are here to help you, not the players. Because if you, it, we, we've been infuriated over years by actual teams refereeing games. You know, they're refing this fucking game. We're not getting a thing. I can't understand. That makes no sense to me. And I agree with you, Shani. How the PGMOL can allow him to come out and do that or sanction that is beyond belief. Absolutely beyond belief. Keith, am I wrong on what I'm saying? Or do you want to no, give it out to me? Oh, no. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You know, the, the whole thing is just a load of bollocks. He came out, he says as well that uh, the number of times he's watched it, all Jordan Pickford done was he spread himself but went at the wrong angle. That's wrong for a start because Jordan Pickford didn't fucking spread himself. Jordan Pickford jumped, lunged in two footed off the ground straight at Virgil van Dijk. It wasn't a spreading himself. It was a blatant horrific tackle. Now he saw the tackle. He saw the foul because he was given a penalty. So how the fuck can he say there's no uh, foul there? David Coote spends a minute looking at that. A minute looking for an offside. He spent a minute looking for an offside. That's fucking joke. Yeah, so what's it now? Once the game is dead, it's a free-for-all. So no, yeah. because because you see that this is my but point. That's what I'm saying. It based on their ruling, like so. Why didn't? How well, it's not. It's not. It's not based on their ruling because their ruling later on in the game completely contradicts. But what that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying, know? God. What's the story? Where, where's the vindication? Where, why yeah. can't they just turn around? Oh yeah. Well, what what's the penalty for? Yeah. Well, what are you giving the penalty for? Well, check that foul. Oh, well, look at that foul. That's a that's a red card, Michael. Look, what's on about something that happened in October, and yeah. that just goes to show you how fucking bad. It is. If if they could if they're gonna be doing these things now where they're coming out explaining every decision, the the whatever, the, the independent or whatever paper it was, I'd be better off just giving them their own column at this stage because yeah. it's every single fucking week. And it's not yeah, just Liverpool. Yeah. I've seen some shambolic refereeing performances this season. Mm. The Andre Mariner at St. Mary's last week is hands down one of the yeah. worst refereeing performances I've ever seen in my life. Some and that's without any standout things was, like the, the derby game, but it's a, exactly. an accumulation of every little thing that just, he just got wrong. 
his just overall management of the game was yeah. shocking. The consistent, the, the ability to consistently get things wrong is fucking impressive at this yeah. rate. It's, <laughs> Matt, it's, Matt, it's Matt. shocking. Master of Disaster says three months is just enough time for the Fury to die down. That's where Oliver thinks. I think that's uh-huh. a great point. No, I think it's a great point. I think that might be the thinking behind it. He does it a week before the biggest game of the season. Yes, like, he does. But having said that, people could, from the opposite side, like United, look and go, oh, he's done that. And look, he's actually come out and said he's done wrong against Liverpool here. I We're fucked for next just, Sunday. But I just sorry, just, just, one th- just one thing, Greg, so I want to get your mm. opinion on it. Matt Hayes from the Tottenham blog says, just for your information, Michael Oliver was on the Marine Sports game tonight. Punishment. And that's a big point because he's out telling you he's done wrong and he's still going around refereeing the biggest games it's it's unbelievable Grace go on sorry for interrupting you no no I'm, I'm not going to add much to it I mean you think you guys covered it absolutely spot on and I agree with everything you guys said it's just you know it's it's like VAR's taken three months to to work this one out this is the longest mm. fucking VAR decision ever and it's and, and and it's still not clear what they're talking about and what they mean they haven't followed protocols he's admitted it which which you give him credit for he has come out and done it that can't Nah, me ballot crazy because what did he caveat? He completely yeah, he, he, he caveated the whole expression. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. He did by saying by saying Liverpool didn't ref the game from. He did, but that but, but but the thing is the thing is it just is is what it's doing is not covering themselves in glory at all. It's further further um, you know intensifying the pressure on them going into the second stage of the season, uh, latter part of the season. They've changed. They've they've got protocols. They what he's proved is they are human and they've made bad mistakes and they've made clear, clear and obvious errors. Yet there's nothing being done about it. And he's and and to flip it, he's had the audacity, I think, to come out in mid-season, not even in the end of the season, mid-season, while passions are still you know running high and and, and we still remember the incident because it's it's probably the defining, it's probably the defining part of our season, in my opinion. I think. Oh yeah. You know, Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. Guys, we'll be finding we'll 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 Oh, I don't want to think about it. That's why I don't want to talk about it too much because well, on, we're well, on the day, I, I think the biggest thing ever is on the day that arrives in in the media, Michael Oliver is doing the biggest game in the FA Cup this weekend. It is the biggest mm. game in the FA Cup this weekend, mm. and he was refereeing it on the day that this was released. And don't tell me that Michael Oliver, the PGMOL, the FA, the Premier League, whoever it might be, did not know that that was coming out today. All right, and he's still refereeing that big game today. It's absolutely unbelievable. But it just shows um, to me. It just shows that he was just uh, nearly the patsy sent out to Bladen to talk this up. And you're the face. You're the ref there. You're the biggest ref in in the league. If you go out and say this, they'll have a bit of gravitas. I know he was the ref on the day, but the VAR are there to assist the referee. Now, if if he makes a mistake and he can't see, 
um, yeah, but he's that, yeah, but he's giving he's saying from you need to look at that penalty. Exactly, he is belt. saying he is saying I'm giving that penalty. He's the now, belt. now when Kilt comes back and says he's offside, he his first yeah. team should have been okay. I'm giving yeah. offside and a free out everything, but I want that looked at. And if I have yeah. to go over to the screen and look at myself, I want Come to look at exactly. because because so, listen, there's no way in hell he's looking at that going. Oh, I'll give that penalty. He's looking back on, yeah. fuck me, that's a penalty. Is that the bleeding yeah. going through? And he wants exactly. to look that. But what happens is between the two of them, they decide that it's an offside. Everything else beyond that doesn't exist. And later on, everything else beyond the whistle does fucking exist for a Charleston. And quite rightly, yeah. it's, it, look, it just upsets me so much about this VAR. Nice. But, the, the, but that today just compounds everything for me. Did Pigford get a yellow? No. So here we go. So this is a four yeah. point. So, You'd like to think if you notice that they they're admitting that three three months after the game, so you'd have to think that they probably realised that one hour after the game of analysing and doing the reports that they got that one wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, so why wasn't why wasn't Pigford retrospectively banned? Why didn't he make an example of him? Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. I I don't know, but you see, the thing is, like, well, like so comes- so so. But hold on, so they missed an opportunity to look at something in retrospect and do nothing. But for that retrospect, three months down the line, they can release a fucking newspaper article around it. Yeah. But like, that means fuck off. This, this is ridiculous. It's, I cannot believe this came out. I yeah. don't understand. I don't it's, know. It's not, it's I don't know what the... angle they were coming from. I don't know what PR in the Premier League, FA. I don't, I'm not sure who, Come out with this. Well, it has to be the PGMOL because if he done that Makes, off his own back and that came out this morning, he wouldn't be refereeing this evening. That, I can't, I'm being yeah. honest with you. He's just being pulled. Um, James well, Smith well, says, no, like, no. like buttons, no. nearly 600 watching and just under 200 likes. There's a lot of people upset about the amount of likes in the chat. Um, <laughs> listen, as we said, on your way in, hit the like, on your way out, hit the like, or during, hit the like. It's absolutely whatever you can do. Um, look, it's, it's one that'll rumble on a little bit. It's, it was no around fa- the same time that United got a penalty after the final whistle of a game. Now I'm not saying oh it was Man United got the decision, but the inconsistency with decisions and with VAR is what I think frustrates people the most. Do you know what I mean? Like they're given things after the decision, and yet they couldn't look at the Pickford one. We spoke about this before, but people go mad. Shawnee said air team are too nice. People were lashing Pogba over last week for telling Luke Shaw to go down in the box. It's the best way. Because he knows it'll get looked at now. Yeah, it's the only way. You have to have that bit of snide and bit of dirt about you and make them make the decision. And if they don't make the decision based on that, because we saw Mariner's performance where Mane went, uh, there was a handball and then a clip on Mane in the second half as well. Nothing was given. Make them, force them into making that decision. Find me a nice team that ever won the league. Find me a nice team that ever won the league, that didn't have nasty f- characters in that team and which always on the ref's case. Tell me, find me one. I can't think of one. No, well, listen, but hold on, but hold on, Grizz, hold on. I think if you look back at that footage, I don't think, uh, I I would find it hard to believe, and it's hard, to, it's three months ago, but I would find it hard to believe that when that ball goes to Van Dijk and then goes out behind the end line, that there isn't Liverpool players putting their hands yeah. up and saying that's a penalty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you know, and then it gets all caught up in the Ferrari of is it offside? Hold on, I'm checking offside. I think he might be offside. And it gets lost a bit. And maybe players 
do kind of in the in the heat of the moment go, or he's fucking offside. But and maybe he should have been on top of him. But it, but again, Liverpool players cannot referee Premier League yeah. games. They're probably I mean, assuming it, that he's going to pick it up on, anyway. If, if, hold on, let me tell you this: if Liverpool go out next Sunday against Manchester United, right, and surround that referee with three or four players every time he blows the whistle, they will be charged with not keeping the players yeah. in in order. Right, not keeping the control of the players. I hundred percent guarantee. They don't give them out. It's like giving. It's like they don't give them fines out every week because it happens in every single game. So you can't just go around and say we're we're nice for that reason because it happens in every game. Do it. Just do it and deal with the repercussions afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm gonna leave it on this. Chris Black says. The PGMOL came out and said that VAR saw the incident, so they couldn't retrospectively punish him, I presume, with um, Jordan Pickford. Now Oliver says he was wrong, so does this show the PGMOL didn't follow its own procedure? It's so contradictory. Exactly. Yes, that is exactly, exactly. what happened. Um, I want to move on, though, because Grizz said if you spend any more than 10 minutes on this, he's... Um, you spent about 58. Yeah, well, um, well, listen, leave, leave me alone, right? Um, but uh, we tried our best, because we get very emotional. Um, I want to move on. And the FA Cup game on Friday night against Villa, the lads done a brilliant show on Friday night after that game. Um, if you haven't seen it or watched it or listened to it or whatever, go. It's available on our YouTube channel. It's also available on all podcast apps. But Gar Grizz and Keith done an exceptional job on Friday night on that show. But I just wanted to see, after it all settled down, what do we take over? And we'd be quite quick on this, um, promise Grizz. Um, Shawnee, what do we take out of that? Do we take out of some performances, some players getting goals, minutes and legs, stuff like that? What What do you take out of it? Bar the result and, and the performance and stuff. I don't know, Gav. It's the it's such a strange period in this Liverpool cycle that I don't really know what to make of that. If that was a performance off the back of a couple of wins, I'd be thinking, yeah, well, that's just one of them where you go away, FA Cup, it's not going to be our way. That was an opportunity for us to play well, and I don't think we played well, to be honest with you. Um, from from what I've seen of the game, watching it back, I watched the game back. I didn't get to watch it at the time. Um, obviously, when you watch the game back, knowing the result, it's a little bit different. You're not as critical. Yeah. Um, I thought we were very poor in the first half. Uh, I thought Thiago really changed the landscape for attack in the second half. Look much more like himself than the game at Southampton. Um, you just got to hope that these next seven days now we have to prepare for this United game are used to the maximum amount and we get in there with our strongest team possible and play the way that we know we can play because it just hasn't been up to it. And I'm not sure, look, putting the ball in the net always helps your strikers because when it's not going your way, it's not going your way. You look at Werner now at the moment, what he would have done and he got a couple of goals this week. So we'll see what that'll do for him. I don't think that was the issue with air players. I just it seems to be a little bit of a systematic thing with us at the moment. Uh, the bodies we're missing hasn't allowed us to play the system that we prefer to play. So I think the quick soon our Matip gets back and Jota gets back, that's when we'll see this Liverpool team yeah. at the level they're supposed to be. And who knows who we're gonna have on Saturday, Sunday going into the United game in centre back, but it will have a big effect on us. So I see that this Villa game, I think it's bigger for the Villa kids and their mom. I'm not sure what it does for Liverpool, to be mm. honest with you. I don't, and I don't, that sounds like I'm being a negative fucker because I am. Because it's a game we should have been winning. So they don't deserve too much praise or too much stick at the other end because it just it wasn't good. It wasn't good enough for me to take anything from. 
Yeah. Uh, a. Loringer says the biggest thing he took from the game was that the team was its own worst enemy in the first half, literally containing itself. The second half opened up more risk and we got the rewards for it. Grizz, is that something? That's a fair point. I think um, we did show more risk. Now, it was a tiring Aston Villa side, in fairness. But we did show more risk in, in, in the positions on the pitch, I thought, um, a lot higher. And also in the way we played, the passes we tried, the, the, the patterns we tried rather than just wide and cross, wide and cross. We were trying to get in around them. Is, is that something that you can take over? No. Okay. No. Um, I, I was very critical of that first half straight after the game. And we don't often do match reactions. Well, I haven't done many. And one of the reasons is when you're like over passionate and you like, you know, you haven't time, time to gauge and see, reflect and whatever. And I got lashed, lashed out of it on social media saying, um, you know, what the fuck's Chris talking about? You know, it wasn't that bad. You know, we were in Now it's Sunday, Gavin. I've had a few days to contemplate and think and reflect. And I'm still sticking to my opinion that that was shambolic. I mean, Sean has been kind, but Sean watched it afterwards when he knows the score and everything. If she, I'm guarantee if you watched that first 45 minutes, he would have been frothing same like me as well. Minutes. Hey? Same 45 minutes. No, but he knows the result and he knows, you know, he's, oh, he's, no, he's, yeah, but still, he's if you look at it with that. He's getting his own back on be. that call from Grizz earlier. I love no, it. No, that's fine. That's what no, I, I, agree, I agree from Grizz. Like, if I, had been watching that, if I had been watching that, not knowing that we're going through, I would have been. Oh, yeah. Guys, we're well, coming back. emotion takes over. three would have been fucked out the window. then. My point is, you want to be enrolled up and smoked. <laughs> my, my, my someone asked, is, sorry, someone asked if that tree is getting bigger or is it just a bit close at the end? Well, if it's getting fucking bigger, it's going in the bin because it's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> is it beside the radiator? Maybe it's making it grow. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking thing is fucking plastic, for fuck's sake. Explain it. Oh, what's the weather? What's the weather like in Spain? Grizz. <laughs> Grizz, what were you saying? Out, uh, Gav, uh, my point's still the same with regards to to we were playing a team that was made up of sixteen to nineteen year olds, seventeen to nineteen year olds. The average age was eighteen. Eighteen they were. We had some huge men out there in terms of not physically, mentally. One, it all. We should have been. We should have. Our attitude would have been: go out there, smash four or five, and then say, "Ah, oh, kids, kids, kids." Afterwards, that's we horrible, were, isn't it? It's not hard when you're being on the back of two, three performances that have been limp, to say the least. We can we can excuse them when they're playing Premier League players in terms of quality of every Premier League team is decent, is very good. Come on, Keith. We're playing kids here and we're playing our yeah. first team. Now, the same players that have been lambasted and, and criticised had a chance to redeem themselves, smash a few goals in that first half. Yet we still fucking played the same passive conservative football side to side. What the fuck was that first half? Yeah. You could see on some of the frustration on the players' faces, like when they were missing the chances. There was like, what is going on? You know, ultimately, when only one gets the second goal, you could see him going for fuck's sake. Yeah. There's only one thing that changed that in that second half was when we brought in the man himself on, and he made not only the kids look like kids, but every other player look like kids. And that's what I the know, judgment was. The, the, the thing is, Grizz, what I took from, and look, I'm not disagreeing with you. We've done the show the other night. We went through all this. And I just think that, you know, it, they were in a knowing sort of situation there because they were playing a team of kids. Tony Cascarino feels we disrespected it by not playing a oh, team of kids. Don't be giving him airtime. But 
we we had the team Klopp said that was the team we we lined up to play Villa. We didn't know it was going to be a, a team of kids. It happened very late on that this this all broke. We had it's hard for them. To, it's hard for Mo Salah to stand on the throat of a bleeding seventeen year old. It think. would be. I agree with you. It would be if he's been smashing it recently, and then you can say, oh, it's hard for him to motivate. But, him but you're not think from what he's been criticised like fuck. All of them have been criticised. I don't think they've, they're in a no-win situation. I think they're in a. I think they're in a very loose situation if you play like that. If you don't play like that, if you put your house in order, if you smash some goals and they'll say, ah, whatever, no problem. That's fine. I'll take that. But if you play like the same that you've been playing against 16, 18 year old kids that are just happy to be there. Did you see their faces? Oh, yeah. Did you see some of them? They were just happy to be their kids. And, you know, a couple of times we were just kind of just holding them off. And no, there's no, there was no vibrancy to our play. There was no urgency. And, you know, I get the, I get the, not motivating ourselves, you know, not being able to motivate ourselves, but I thought they, should, I thought they should have been. That's my whole point in that. No, well, I, well, I, I suffer from not being able to motivate themselves in smaller games, is what I'm saying. You know, the big games they seem to get themselves up for. The small ones were not. You know, that was the smallest they come because you're playing leading kids, and I just felt we got we scored three goals in five minutes or something in the second half to kill the game. We didn't go for them anymore. We didn't put them to the sword. It was like, right, we've won this. Let's the only thing well, I have to be answer original question. The only thing I took out of it was some of the play between um Shakiri, Tiago, and Firmino yeah. was absolutely beautiful to watch. It's the kind of thing that you you, you play PlayStation and, and some of the things that you can you can do in a PlayStation, you were watching them do it. And that mm. was beautiful to see. That's the only thing I personally took from that. Oh, well, I have to be, the only thing I, we took was the minutes in the legs for players that mm. needed it. That's all yeah. I have to be honest with you, I was glad I didn't do the match reaction show because I felt I felt the first half was appalling. And not only like I disagree with Keith, um I you know, we're in a no win situation. If we win that game five one, but it's three one at half time, I think nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, yeah. But the fact we win at one all and the, the the manner of the performance. Like if Liverpool play around Villa all the time and the keeper has a wardy and Villa Villa break in and get a goal, you go, Well you know, shit happens. But li- literally lads, I watched it in real time, right? And the amount of touches players were taking. Now and Gabriel made this point the other night, too many around the box. It was too many full stop. But the ball was going into Henderson, he was taking a touch, he was taking another one, he was looking up, he was taking another one. And every time he took a touch, Villa just kept looking at each other and going, Yeah, we're all in good position. And then he was playing passes. Right? The the intensity wasn't there, the urgency wasn't there, and the bravery on the ball wasn't there. Liverpool are well known for getting it out and one, two touch, one, two touch, one, two touch. It keeps going and it progresses up the pitch where Salah comes in narrow, Mane comes in narrow. They look to play around you. There was none of that. They were hanging out wide. They were standing beside their fullbacks at times. And it was just appalling. The thing I took out of it was Shaqiri got minutes, Thiago got minutes, and Thiago was very, very good. But like, yeah. any, like, I know, he, he, he should be, he should be, yeah. right? But he gets minutes. Um, Shaqiri gets minutes. You know, um, uh, Firmino gets on, it, you know, they, they get little, they let get little patterns going because they're on the pitch and they're getting minutes. That's all. Guys, I over. guarantee you, our training sessions are more high quality than that opposition. I guarantee you, our squad has more quality. Yeah, of course, uh, if I know, see if I see Liverpool sleepwalking for another forty-five minutes of football between now and the end of May, I am gonna go fucking Russia. No, I'm one. sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. It's ridiculous. Like, and I can understand that in the big games where you've got to be tentative, but 
I don't know what it is. Something is not right. Something is off. Something is big. I, I, we, we spoke about this the other day in the WhatsApp because it's not all messing in there. The, the big switch is completely gone out of our game. That's a mm. pass that you'd hear commentators talking about every single time. It's what you see uh, every week up until recently to be a, a clip of a Trent just zinging 60, 70 yard balls across the pitch, getting them completely stretched and moved out position. That facet of our game has completely gone out of play. It's crosses from deep now into the back stick. I agree with you. It's just, it's so fucking, it's so monotonous. It's so methodical. Lads, if we were winning every week playing that football, I'd still be annoyed because at the end of the day, we watch football to be entertained. The best thing about this Liverpool team is just how brilliant we were to watch. The neutrals fell in love with us. Mm It's gone. I can understand why it's gone. We we rode our luck with the injuries. Well, we didn't ride our luck because we had a horrible luck, but we, we got on with it. It's starting to take its toll now because I know Pep Linder says the system hasn't changed, but it has because yeah. you haven't got your centre-back yeah. breaking the press with 60, 70 yard diags and then all of it, well, like fucking, well, like cats on hot tin roofs, getting up the pitch, springing traps. It's all gone. It, there's a complete lack of confidence in the squad and I think... We do need a body at centre back, and we we need to you need to play our way out of these situations. And I would have been happy to watch us play our way out of this situation against their under 18s Villa team, but we didn't, and that's why it was very very frustrating because we got the win, but the performance did a little or nothing for us. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I get you on the on the on the big switch. Um, it's becoming less and less, less and less of an asset to us. It, but on top of that, it's the positions players are taking up because when you see that big switch from say Van Dijk to Trent, you you look at Salah. Salah's in the box. He's in the fucking box. He's like, oh, we know this ball's coming. And I'm in the box, and now when the big switch is happening, he's standing beside Nico Williams. Yeah, he's standing beside yeah, because- him. It was so susceptible now to the break with the lads there. Look, you're playing in the Premier League. Say you try the big switch against Leicester, for example. Their full-back cuts around the goes to Tillman's. Just slice mm. you open. One pass. Mm. We've been done with that one pass, I don't know how many times. Yeah. Like The, the, the game it happens to, it happens to uh, Nat Phillips at, at uh, St. James's, and we get away with it. But yeah. And then it happens the other night to, to Reese Williams against the 17-year-old. This is the fucking... The, the, this is the worst thing about this game coming on Sunday because United will thrive off they, they have Bruno playing balls like that to Rashford and Martial mm. so we, we've got to do something we need it we need a player in there's no doubt about we. I'm going to say this now we're not winning anything if we don't sign a centre back Okay, big show. Uh, Sull of uh, LFC uh, with Super Chat, he says the short corner on the 90th minute is so frustrating. Yeah, that did frustrate yeah. people, and yeah, I yeah. suppose that that's 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 a, that's a by, that's a byproduct of how the game was going. Because in normal circumstances, Robertson comes over, a train comes over, puts the arm in the air, and launches it in. Because it's not working for you, you try to do something different. That's just subconscious. Um, but it worked. Bobby in the way you act. in the 90th minute there a few weeks ago from a corner into the box, and now all of a sudden we're taking short. Yeah, because yeah, because. 
because and balls into the keeper. Exactly, but it, it's 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 the subconscious. Zeb Ahmed yeah. says we miss a player like Matip who drives forward from the back, and the likes of Kate. Mm-hmm. The Jones is capable of driving forward, but it's like being, he's being held back, told to keep it simple, pass it sideways. See, that's Listen, a very important. The, the, the big, I agree the, with that. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a good point from Zeb. And look, the talk is that Klopp is looking for rhythm. He's looking for intensity. He's looking for, for us to get back to the way we were. Um, and there's a lot of 11 v 11 stuff going on during this week. But listen, the big, the, the one thing I won't do is turn around and tell you that Liverpool won't turn up on Sunday because as I always said it, they react to adversity brilliantly and, and there's no bigger game to do. And we get on to that game in a, in a little minute. Um, before we move on to the fourth round draw and who we think we'd like, have a little think, lads, of who you would like or wouldn't like in that draw. Just a quick word on our sponsors. So uh, Manscaped, of course, is one of our sponsors. If you go to manscaped.com, you will get, and use LFCDT as your code at checkout, you will get 20% off and free shipping. And um, We've got some equipment, as you would call it, off them and it's been... Um, sensational so go and look them up uh, footballprizes.co.uk um, check them out they're on Twitter they're on Instagram and of course at that website I've just told you they are uh, memorabilia um, signed authenticated memorabilia the current prize for Liverpool is a Jordan Henderson signed and framed jersey that finishes up next Friday the 15th at 7.30pm with the live draw at 8.30pm but please go and follow these people on social media and look them up because you're a Liverpool fan, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, Spurs, Leeds, and um, whatever you might be, they have something for you. And um, uh, Colossus bets, so unlucky this weekend. We 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 picked our choices before the fucking uh, Villa told us they were going to play their kids, and that killed us. We were one goal off in the Wolves game, and we got the Everton one correct. Um, but ColossusBets.com, if you go there and again use LFCDT as your um, referral code, you um, you support us by doing that. You can get in, look us up, and you can see our syndicates. You can join in. And the big thing we want to do is whoever joins it or gets involved, let us know. We want to kind of get everyone together and whatever syndicate we put together every week, we want you to be part of it so go and look at colossusbets.com as well Grizz who do you want in the fourth round who would you not like in the fourth round um, I'd like Crawley <laughs> at home okay um, and I wouldn't like Man City away okay Keith who would you like and not like again the easiest team in it is what you mm. want and you want them at Anfield as well and you want to put air under 18s the mm. chances are we're probably getting away game against a fucking top 6 team so yeah like that, Charlie or Crawley, give me them. Uh, but we'll probably get Chelsea or Everton. Okay, Master of Disaster says Crawley, Charlie, or El Nino FC will do for <laughs> me. Um, and this is fair enough. Shawnee, who would you like and who would you not like? Get a fucking selection of the 11 referees from the PGMOL and kick the bollocks out of my Anfield for 90 minutes, probably. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Dan J would like um, Dan J would like Luton for the memories. Uh, someone said Norwich there. Um, there's a, there's quite a few coming in. Um, oh, Olivier wants Everton. I still haven't forgiven Olivier because he told me the other night the Paul Pesky Salido's face is on a Canadian um, quarter. I think it was. I believed him. I got really, really, really excited by it, and then he went, "I'm only messing with you." And um, I'm very upset by that. I haven't recovered. I've been on the cans ever since Olivier because uh, he said he was a national hero you know what I mean I was like oh this is amazing um, and I think it would have been one of the best things I've ever found out in football but Olivier absolutely had me off there um, it, and Rajiv says that was brilliant by Olivier it was it was outstanding but I'm still not forgiving you um, Grizz will tell you when I hold it when I hold the grudge you're fucked um, <coughs> but for me a home draw um, Blackpool someone along along them yeah. whatever um, you just don't want 
I think you're getting a way draw against Spurs, a Man City, a Man United, an Arsenal, a Chelsea. You write it off. I think he genuinely writes it. I think he has his team picked for the FA Cup and it will all depend on who we get, whether we progress or not, because I genuinely think he has his team picked and ready to go. Um, As you said, once you get to the quarters, then you'll take it seriously. Until then, if you get through the rounds, you get through the rounds. How many rounds is there? Because we, I know we haven't been. Haven't well, you've got toward, you've toward fourth, fifth, sixth is the quarterfinal, semi-final, final. So the sixth game is the quarterfinal. Well, you've toured round fourth, round fifth, round sixth round is quarters, semi-final. So it's seven so games to win. More to and we only play, we only win at the toward round. So, yeah. Mm. So on board says Man, Man City have been drawn at home to Cherry Orchard. Cherry Orchard's over 34. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's one of those. And, when like we're always getting these prem sides and this, aren't we? With Leicester, yeah. fucking Villa, yeah, 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 Wolves. Yeah. We don't, get, we Speaking don't get, um, we don't get, like you know, we don't get sides where you just go, you just brush them aside by half time and away we go. Although we did get handed that and then we didn't do it. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, Stephen Max says, title of the pod is Liverpool versus Man United. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about that now. Relax, Relax Stephen. He gave out the other night as well because he's were talking about a game in a match yeah. reaction show. Listen, you're an absolute space. I relax. Oh, with um, lads, we are going to go on to um, well, one week out from Man United and I just want to get, see how you feel. We're a week beforehand because we're going to do a lot around the game in the coming weeks. But before we do, we have a new show coming on Thursday. Um, I can't tell you exactly what it is yet, but you know um, that Grizz, Keith, Shawnee, um, Garbrine, and um, and a listener and a viewer of ours, Avi, um, all love talking about young players, who they spot, who they see, what they think of them, how they will feel they will progressing in their career and who's one to watch and stuff like that so we're going to put them um, on the spot every Thursday from 10pm um, starting this Thursday it's all about scouting young players it's all about letting the viewer know about them the lads will probably be asked to bring two players every week one is a player you will have heard of and you know they really rate them and they feel that these are one for the absolute top and the second player that you have to bring will be somebody that's a bit off the radar you mightn't have heard of but they feel that is one to watch absolutely watch for the future it is going to start at 10pm on Thursday and this week will be I think it's going to be myself it's going to be one of the guys from the sponsors um, who are sponsoring this show and it's going to be Two of the lads from Keith, from Grizz, from Shawnee, from Gar and from Avi. Um, but as soon as we get this finalised, hopefully on Tuesday, we let you know. But we will ask you, whatever happens, please come and watch this. Please throw names at us. Please get involved. Please listen to what the lads have to say and support this because we've worked extremely hard on this. All the lads have worked extremely, extremely hard on putting this together and getting it out there for you because it's something that we've noticed. You love talking about up and coming players. You love picking out players that might be a bit off, you know, off the beaten track or something you haven't seen before. So this is a show that we've put together that we hope, really, really hope that people get involved in and be there because we are going to be watching the chat like a hawk every single Thursday night. Okay. Um, moving on, Grizz, we're a week out. How are you feeling? I shouldn't be feeling like this when we're going to play Man United. That's how I'm feeling. I'm the, the, we sh- in recent times, I've looked forward to playing Man United, if you know what I mean, because I know we're going to pace them. And there's no better feeling still, even though Man City, I I totally take as Man City as our, our closest rivals and our fiercest rivals and the best best team along with us. 
I still take the most pleasure in beating uh, Man United. And for the first time in probably Klopp's tenure, I don't know how I feel a bit, and I feel a bit nervous about it. And, and that's pissing me off, Gav, to be honest with you. And we're a week out. So the pots have gone, and it's not even Monday yet. That's okay. how I feel. Um, but going on from what you said um, at, at the end of your statement that you made with regards to the FA Cup game, there's no better game to raise it for. And an and, and adversity, this team strikes back every single time. Just when we forget about Klopp's, Klopp's mantra about turning from doubters into believers, just when we start doubting again, this team brings us back on track. And I'm hoping, um, Gav, that they bring us back on track because there is suddenly um, slight doubt in the fan base about where we're going. And is this sort of we've had the highest of highs and maybe we've peaked, you know, and this is the time to bring those doubters back, in my opinion. There's no better game, in my opinion, no better game than a game against Man United at Anfield to just, you know, bring that feeling back. Okay, Chris Prosser says he feels the result next week will depend on Mata being back or a new centre-back being in, or United will beat us. That's his feeling on it. Um, I know where he's coming from with that. I think it's, uh, you know, people will tell you, ah, you're overreacting, but it's the centre-back stuff is hard. I'm a bit more concerned with the top end of the pitch at times, you know. Um, people are saying it's the first time playing United with Bruno Fernandes. There's a few Man United fans in there um, acting very, very confident about it. And, um, fair play. Like Why not um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the dogs, actually, yeah. The don't shine under that one. Every dog's bollocks every yeah. now and again, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, it's it's one of those. Keith, how are you feeling the week out? Because, as I said, we brand are new. going to... Well, well, you're feeling brand new. Lovely. Go on. Not bollocks. Um, I think you know people are saying you know they're in great form, great form, great form. I don't think they're in great form at all. I think they're they're getting decisions that are getting them one nils, two ones. Grizz is shaking his head, and I know yeah, Sean. I'm, 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 texting, I'm texting. I'm texting. I'm texting Big Joe Walsh to get your picture up in the King Kenny cloud. No, I don't. I didn't see your picture on it. It's never happening. But he's right though. They're not playing well. They're not playing well. They're getting this. They're not playing well, Grizz. They're getting no, they, Grizz, if they come down to next Monday and don't play well. They're going to win, Eddie. To get a result, let him finish, and then I'll say, uh, "Go on." I think they are <laughs> playing. Will they? I think Will they're they? playing well. I think they're playing well. I think there's players well. in there that basically what they're doing. Basically, what they're them. doing is what we do when we've got good players and we're not playing well. We can't keep saying they're not playing well. They've got good players that no. pull them out of the games. So that's what, what we do when we're not playing well. No no, 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 no. I get it, Keith. But do you know, like sort of last season when we weren't playing well, and the great players in our team or the good players in our team were pulling us out of the fire. United are doing yeah. the same. They're not looking good. They're not looking good at all. You can carry on saying that until the end of the season. But they've got yeah, players but like but they've got players like Bruno Fernandez, Pogba, Martial, Rashford that can pull out a, pull out something that enables Martial them to win the game. You haven't been watching Martial them. Like, Martial is no, I, I hate Martial, but I just wanted to add him in there. I think he's crazy. But you know what I mean? I'm I'm actually and it'll come back to point me next week, I'm sure. I'm actually very confident about this because I think United have been lulled into a false sense of um they they're getting they're smelling themselves too much because they're they're you know they're up near the top they're up near the top because it's a poor league this year right they're up there because you know we're we're getting dragged back into the mix and other teams are peaking and dropping peaking and dropping this isn't a great you know your team now they're they're a good side I'm not saying they're not a good side I think we lift their game now I do agree that Matip will be key if Matip plays I think we've no issue there. 
I'd be more worried, obviously, if it's Reese Williams or it's um, Nat Phillips playing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I mean, I'm not saying I'm confident with that, but if we have a, a, a walking centre back in there, I think we win them because I think we lift our game. I think Thiago starts the game. I think this game would be made for a Thiago. I think while worrying about their midfield, well, if we get Thiago playing and starting, they need to worry about air midfield. Air forward should feed off. I've seen snippets of of what Liverpool can do with Thiago, right? We're seeing, we're not great, don't get me wrong, but any stretch of the imagination, as we said earlier, he played against a lot of kids, you know, you'd expect him to be pulling the strings. But Thiago plays the way Thiago plays. It doesn't matter who he's against. He's not going to be afraid of fucking Paul Pogba. Or, and by the way, it's going to be Fred and it's going to be McTominay. Agreed. So it's not going to be bleeding yeah. Paul Pogba. He'd be on the bench. They're going to play to type and they're going to look to spring that ball over the top to us. That's their only worry is that ball over the top. And look, we're susceptible to that. But they are not a great team in great form. They're getting very, very lucky results. They got an early goal against Watford. Don't fuck all after it. They got goals, um, uh, penalty decisions late in games against... They got a late goal against Wolves. They got late penalty, dodgy penalty decisions. They're getting a lot of can luck I, to get where they are, which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. But I don't think they're a great team in a great form. I think can I, least, I, I can, I, can I can I play devil's advocate here a bit because I agree with you. I th- I and I think I I know there's one United fan I speak to, um, not online, not on the internet. He's 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 a friend of mine, and he's extremely honest, right? And he's t- he said to me, not playing well, can't really defend. Um, yeah, he said, you know. But we are sitting back and we're getting numbers back to try protect that defence that he doesn't rate. And then we're looking to do people on the break and, and we're looking to take our chances when they come. Now, I my response to that was, I feel United a little bit like 13, 14 Liverpool. Not in the... Liverpool conceded 50 goals in the league that season. 50 in the, in the, goal, in the league yeah. that season when they came second, right? And his point to me was is that, look, the only the only saving grace he has, and he says, like it's it's weird to say an only saving grace when you were, you know, top of the league on the same points with Liverpool with a game hand, you could go three clear, you could possibly go six clear after Anfield. The only saving grace he has is that we could improve. He said, you know, we actually could improve. And if we improve that ten percent, where does that put us? And I think it's a very fair point. If they improve five percent at the back and five percent going forward, they they could they could absolutely be in a tight yeah, race at the very have, the very end. They have to go above a level that they've never been at. They do so, have to go above a level, but but do they? they because no, they do because you're saying they have to go another ten percent. They, they haven't got players coming back that'll take them to that next level. I, that I, under, I, I understand that, but if they're back four just manages to hold out and manages to improve a little bit as they go. Tellez gets more used to the people around them. What I'm saying to you is, is that we're, 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 the way we're looking at it at times is, oh, well, they won't hold that level. What fucking level? Because we're all sitting here and Manchester United and Manchester Manchester City and Liverpool are currently running at two points a game. Two points a game in most season gets you into Champions League. doesn't win you a title. Nowhere fucking close. Now, the argument could be Liverpool and City are the ones that will actually go through and, and push that to 2.5 to 2.7 points a game and they will end up around 85 points and that will win you a title. But what I'm saying to you is there is no proof yet that Liverpool and Manchester City will do that. And I see, I get Man City's next six um, fixtures and I get Man City's last couple of games, but Man City over the last year and a half have, have won... Have they won five games in a row in the Premier League? I don't know. They may have done so recently. Okay. So as things stand for me, 
you can't just presume levels because the level isn't there. And do I believe Manchester United are better than Liverpool and City? Absolutely not. I don't think Manchester United fans do believe that either. But even if they come toward in this league this season, they go, we're closer to them. We're closer to them and we can do this and do that. So yeah, Absolutely. They're going in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. what's the ceiling for this season? Yeah, they could sneak a league title. But I don't think that for in order for United to win the league, They'll need Liverpool. They need Liverpool and City to maintain the levels that they have now. Mm. Now, I, I, I'm probably in the small minority that thinks Solskjaer is actually doing a decent job at United. I think he's doing a good job. Uh, I think they have got some really good players. I think Bruno was, if not one of the best players in the league at the moment. I think Son is the best player in the league at the moment, personally, but I think Bruno is definitely up there and they've gone up level since he's been there, but there's still the usual suspects there that let them down. Now, my worry going into this game on Sunday is nothing to do with United. It's more to do with us, Gaff. These games, you need to be clinical and you've got to be on it. And we just haven't been clinical and we haven't been on it. So that's where my worry comes into it. I This game is going to get built up all week all week, yeah. no matter what result, you know, you get a Burnley midweek. Are they away to Burnley midweek? It doesn't mm. matter where they are. It's going to be built up all week and it's going to end up being a shite in a lot because neither team will want to lose. Solskjaer will not come to Anfield to set up to beat us. I guarantee Oh, it. no way, no way. No way, yeah. he won't. He just won't because he knows, he knows the fucking mask will slip if they get beaten, if they show up and try to have a go off us on the weekend. So, well, uh, well, uh, so let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I, you see, I, I want Liverpool, and I've, I've said this going to Old Trafford a couple of times. Liverpool need to be very measured in what they do, but at the same time, they need to go out and absolutely. We just need to perform. We need perform. to perform. Exactly. Because I, I think if Liverpool come out and be overzealous in what they're trying to do, I think they could get picked off. I think if they go out and they, uh, they, they stamp their authority on the game like they can, but in a measured sort of way, I think they will suffocate United. That's that's my feeling on it. That's early doors. That's before we get any team news during the week and stuff Look, like boys, that. You know me. I hate United as much as the next, if not more. But you have to give flowers. You've got some really, really good individual players. Mm-hmm. And Solskjaer has got a tune out of them in the way. But like Keith said, it'll be McTominay and Fred and Bruno and it'll be trying to hit us on the break. And they've they've had good results. They beat City three times last year. I'll be not a great City they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come to Anfield and have a go. And yeah. they're gonna need us to be as bad as we've been the last couple of weeks. I someone the super chat came in there, Matip is huge for this game for me. If Matip's saying I'll be hundred percent more confident mm. going into the game. Uh I just think the big issue with us is our front three. I just not haven't been firing at all. Um, we'll need that to change to get something from this game because this is the type of game where you might only get one or two chances and then De Gea on a good on a bad day at Anfield has been good in a way mm. he's like when he's come there and the arse has fallen out of him and he was in no form he's made big saves and got them a point there um, 
we've we've got to turn up and play our own game on, on Sunday. None of this worrying about that. If we go up and play the way we can play, we should beat them. Because let's be honest, there's loads of United fans in the chat here. And in yeah. your heart of hearts, you know, you just you aren't as good as us. Even a depleted, you aren't as good as us. I think, much I like think over 38 games, you won't be near us. And that's just the way it is. I think Aiden makes a good point. He says, you know, it will do what they always do. Defend deep and look to counter. The difference is now we are extremely vulnerable to counters. I think that's a, a very, very, very good point um, from Aiden. Uh, yeah, but I think the thing is, sorry, but guys, we forget, we forget that I think we were weaker uh, personnel-wise against a better Spurs team. Yeah. So we were weaker yeah. personnel-wise against. And a we had all the talk for that as well. And we had all the talks. So this is well. absolutely so. This is that's the game that we sort of have to look at and look to perform. Now, from that team, maybe that Phillips still plays. Oh, sorry, Williams plays. Maybe, but hopefully, it looks like Matip may be fit for that. So, if Matip replaces Williams in that, and then you got a young man called Thiago coming in as well to replace whoever. I think Curtis Jones will be left out then that changes the complexion completely. And look how good we played against Tottenham Hotspur. And I think that Tottenham Hotspur is a better team than this Man United team. So that's the positives. All I said at the start was I'm nervous when I shouldn't be. And that's only because, as Shawnee says, because of the state of our minds and the state of the form we're in. Not sort of Man United are outstanding. As I said, they've got two, three, very uh, rate Rashford, you know, uh, they've got Cavani back, who I, in my opinion is a fantastic, you know, is, is way better than Martial. You know, he's so intelligent. But the way I look at our game, the way I look at our team is what makes me nervous, not Man United. Hmm. He'll play Dan James as well. Dan James will play because he's fast. He'll play against us. Or yeah. No, I think Rashford. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's well. a lot of talk around United having injuries. Lindelof. I think Pog was mentioned in there as well. But we'll have to wait and see. And that's why during the week we'll cover it. Like um, we have got the forum tomorrow, which which is four lads, four topics, four debates, and and there is good topics there tomorrow night. Um, Tuesday will be uh, the midweek fix, but it'll be a transfer special. Um, that's the only way we can fit those shows in together. If that's okay. Um, Wednesday carnage. Am I right, Chris? You're right. Yeah, yeah. We should Wednesday in Carnage um, we'll have a Man, Man United element so anybody any United fans in the chat make sure to join no, us on Wednesday subscribe and come in and have a chat um, we're absolutely open to people coming in and chatting about about football and having your views yeah. and stuff like that that's absolutely fine once you keep it to a you know just be we should be leaking to the media all week that hat squad has COVID yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> right, leave, it to, um, leave it to me Shawnee leave it to me Okay. Imagine that. Imagine that. Influencer. Chris with John Aldridge outside the Albert League in the news. Um, the, well, the talk now just... that we say it is talk now that apparently there's been a little a mini outbreak in the United squad. So, ah, yeah, no, I think you'll see. I think you'll see that all week. Towards the course is our new show. Friday will be the Friday forecast where we will um we will will heavily preview Manchester um United's visit to Anfield to play Liverpool on Sunday. Um, before we go. Um, a lot, a couple of people in there tonight have made a donation via Super Chat to the hashtag Keen Strong. This is Keen Finnegan. Um, for people that know, fine. People that don't, he's a one-year-old child living in America. Um, his father is Irish. He's a friend of. Um, he's a friend of 
people that do this podcast and he was diagnosed at five months old with brain cancer. He is now a year old. He's in, he's in a sort of recovery, but look, it's a five month old getting brain cancer. It's absolutely horrendous and his recovery will take a long time, will cost an awful lot of money. He's looking for a hundred thousand dollars and we're currently up around 75, I think somewhere around that. The response has been brilliant. All we ask is that if you go to um, the description in this show, you'll see the link. If you want to paste copy and paste that link across all your social media or to friends and family absolutely do so if you can donate absolutely do so i will tell you that there's been donations of prizes sent to me personally and promised to me um for this young lad we are working i promise on a giveaway that will have multiple multiple prizes it will cost you a couple of pounds to enter but when you enter you'll be entered into a draw it could if there's 20 prizes to be 20 draws and for that prize you will be in that draw um, we're working with one of our sponsors, footballprizes.co.uk, in order to make this logistically happen. Um, but I will tell you, by the end of this week, we will have photos and details of all the prizes that we've put together. Um, we've got help from from so many people, um, including um, listeners, including viewers. It's just it's just something that we've decided that this season we just we literally just want to we just want to back this um, as as long as for as long as we possibly can and get to that hundred thousand. Kieran Thorn. Um, and Jimmy McGuire, two viewers of this show, have put together, um, two prizes for you that you will love. Um, the Anfield rap, Redmen TV, Carl Toyer, who does the, does the animations. He's been in Moving Unit, at Moving Unit on Twitter. Go and look him up. He's put a prize forward. Um, thecop.com. Um, Sean Leonard Art has put stuff together. St- our own Steve has given part, one of his, um, pieces of memorabilia, um, forward as well. Football prizes are thrown in a prize as well. Uh, three retro are giving us a prize. There's loads of prizes there. Um, another listener tonight won a prize from a League of Ireland club and said, listen, you can have it, give it away. Um, so that sort of stuff is amazing. But this week we will prize, um, picture and detail, um, exactly what's involved. And there may be more by the end of the week. And then we will try logistically put this together. But we will look for your support now. And as I said, it'll probably cost you five pounds. Um, that's what we're looking at. But every time you give five pounds, you will be entered into a draw. Every single prize will be auctioned off, not auctioned off, but, um, chosen individually. So every time we go to another prize, your name goes back in the hat. That's how it's going to work. So please support it. Please copy and paste from the, from the description. And it's our pinned tweet and stuff like that. Just go. If you can donate, brilliant. But if not, just please, please share it. And when this stuff is announced, if you can just spread it as far as you possibly can and we can raise as much money as we can. Um, I know I go on about this all the time, but I know the lads um, that are on me now and are on, um, every other time, um, this show is on. Absolutely support this. Grizz, anything else before we go? No, I'm good. Thank you. You good? Good. That's a big logo on your jumper. Can't see it. Slazinger is a crazy. Slazinger. He's absolutely <laughs> nailed you there. Oh, he's gone for you there. I can't speak. Oh, yeah. He's at a right guy, isn't he? That's, that's what you get by cutting across him earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah, friend, yeah. Oh, we are. Um, for the moment. Uh, <laughs> Keith, anything else before we go? No, no, no. Good luck to everyone for the week. Good luck to all the Man United fans in the chat. You know, as Gav said, we welcome everybody here. Once it stays friendly and stays civil, you are more than welcome. But, you know, smell is ourselves next week, lads, and we'll see where we are. Okay. Yeah, fighting more certain Keith. Uh, Shawnee and the tree, the plastic tree. It's actually grown. It's nearer to your head. There's a branch coming out there. Yeah. It's nearer to your head. I think it's fucking weird, Shawnee. Anything else before we go? 
just leave me fucking tree alone, will you? For fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Keith now in his obscure uh, football track suits. Now it's going yeah. out the window. You won't see it next <laughs> week. It's his last appearance. <laughs> okay, I think that's a no from Shawnee when I asked him. Is right, that's what he said before we go. But look, yeah, that's hold on. Really- it was Michael Bowen. Yeah, I'll give you an apology. Like, yeah, yeah. got here. Do you know what? It's eight years since you won in a title. So based on your thoughts in the chat tonight i'd say you are probably about nine when he's last won the league so um enjoy it kid it's all ahead of you trust me i did it all i did it all in yeah, yeah. your life so uh it's great it, it's yeah. fun isn't it enjoy the ride while it's there i remember know? as well I, I remember when we we thought we had a chance yeah i remember when rock was young there you go <laughs> um lads that has been the fatback four thanks a million for watching everyone in the chat great everyone um super chats great i've taken a note of people that have made a donation towards keen and that will be forwarded on to them i absolutely guarantee that that's been it have a good one over and out no one should settle when it comes to taking care of their health and wellness and with everly well you don't have to everly well makes lab testing easy with over 30 at-home lab tests from food sensitivity and vitamin d to heart health and more all with simple sample at-home collection free shipping and physician-reviewed results sent to your device in just days. Learn more at everlywell.com and demand better for your body. That's everlywell.com. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.